Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. Thank you, Walking Dead, for taking that shit in my mouth. <laughs> you know what it reminds me of? Mm. If if can if, I guess? Sure. Having someone poop in your mouth. <laughs> Is that right? It reminds me of if three tends to Yuma. Were were just like written by a seventh grader. <laughs> oh no, it gets better because forget it, Morgan. It's Chinatown. <laughs> I know. I was. Oh man, I was so waiting to drop that. She's my sister. She's my daughter. <sighs> She's my sister and my daughter. I really. I mean. That would have been more Walking Dead than this episode, or more Fear the Walking Dead than this episode, I think. They just I'm pile it on. This. I'm torn if on there's this. a scenario, you get it. I'm torn on this for, for the fact that what Morgan does in this episode makes sense for what they've been doing with Morgan. doesn't make it good. It just makes sense for how the uh, kind of all over the place way that they've dealt with Morgan since Morgan came back into Rick's life way back when, you know, he ping pongs between being man of peace and man of war. And well, they've not known what to do with him. It's like, they don't know what, where they want him to fall on the spectrum. Like Carol has a very specific, like character she does not want to kill you but she will kill you if she has to morgan they don't know they don't know what he wants he tries to walk the earth like fucking kung fu and it's not working out for him well the thing is is that this episode splits the difference and honestly if this was morgan Brutal when he needs to be, cruel when he needs to be, in a completely understandable way. I mean, but someone who really only keeps her alive because he needs her. That's better than a lot of how they've written Morgan. But worse than they've written literally every other character tonight. Oh, it, mm. like I said, I just I'm I don't have a problem with how Virginia came to her end. My problem with the whole setup is that there's no lead in to this. There's a big revelation here, and big revelations they can come out of left field. I'm fine with that. It's just, if you're going to have this kind of big revelation, you know what what it needs to be accompanied by? 
the revelation of how the hell Virginia got to be in charge of anybody. Right. Which they've never explained. And, and not on, they don't. <laughs> not only that, I knew, I knew that Strand was biding his time to, to betray her. I think I might even said it, uh, have said it on this very podcast. There is no way that Strand is actually throwing all in with Virginia. He was always going to betray her. But there's no way that he would he would not have led a posse against his own people. When Morgan said, I I'm, need her to keep Grace alive, Strand would have been like, okay, well, what do we need to do now? Well, not have, only that. Guess what? I got a whole army now, so we can do whatever we need to do. Well, but backtrack, pull it all the way back. It never made a lick of sense for Virginia to put Strand in charge of anything. That is true. I, I, I really hope, I really hope that they realize that at some point they screwed the pooch with the whole Virginia storyline. Well, they did. She's dead. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I hope that that was why she's dead, though, because it wasn't. It wasn't a compelling story. We just all, nobody felt conflicted about whether or not they wanted her dead. They either disliked her performance enough to want her character to die, or they just disliked her character. Well, you, you, again, we can, we can pull this back even further. You go back into last season, and the whole premise of, you know, our, our heroes setting out to be these altruistic, you know, heroes who ride in and, and leave supplies and do all that thing. It's a lovely thought. Um, and, you know, the concept of hope in the Walking Dead universe is always an interesting and, and welcome idea. But the, the, the fight between Virginia and our heroes has never made any sense. Yeah. They were not a threat to her. She did not actually need anything from them. The oil field thing came along, but that was that was a separate issue that that was added on top of this. It's she's she's never made sense as a villain. And, and they never did anything to make it seem like like I would have I would have accepted that she was some sort of like, you know, megalo, you know, like if she, if it was like, I am doing everything I can to protect my people, but all of her people hated her. Yeah. She was like, like at least Negan had people who were loyal to him. Everybody, everybody's so afraid of Virginia. Like, oh, Virginia's going to do this. Oh, Virginia's going to go do that. When the bullets started flying, she had one dude. Well, long again, Pull it back. At what point did she did she never sleep? Did she did she never turn her back on someone who didn't care for her since they none of them really, you know, I mean, yeah, she had so few real allies. And you know, I I'm not saying I wanted the Virginia origin story, but I would have at least liked to understand why. And this great threat, this this threat that she was having Strand build an army for. Nobody knew what it was. Nobody. 
this this whatever it was out there how did she know about it what was it we don't know it's it's frustrating is what it is well thank god she's dead anyway well interestingly enough this was meant to be the first episode of the season because of the break in because of covid the episode last week's episode where john dory dies was meant to be the fine the 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 season break and this was supposed to be the season coming back so we're we start off the second half of the season with the slate being cleared which is actually an interesting move in terms of story right it does leave us i feel like like okay it does leave us in a really interesting position with all of these like settlements that Virginia had set up with, with her magical powers out there floating around franchises, franchises, right? That's what she called them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're not going to call them that. Thank you. And we never like, you know, why did she have to kill her parents? Like why did, you know, why, why, why? Virginia, they never, they never properly explained her whole deal. And unfortunately, it really, instead of leading to mystery and the people like really feeling it, it turned people off. Well, definitely turned us off. Uh, thanks for listening to Zontopocalypse now, everybody. <laughs> This is a super easy. Oh, yeah, that's right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Zompocalypse Now, the show where every week we talk about something Zompocalypse-y. Did I do it right, Yeah. Yeah. We're we're back. Yes. Welcome, everyone. We're back in with Fear of the Walking Dead. Uh, Tim, uh, you got to help us out here. We're floundering. Oh, it's it's, it's a wonderful to watch. It's very. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, folks, this is, this is in fact a Zompocalypse Now. I am Timothy Harvey. And I'm Dustin. And I'm Curtis. And we are, in fact, discussing, as you may have noticed, in the world's longest lead into an intro. <laughs> and pretty much we've covered everything you need to cover. So thanks yeah. for listening, folks. <laughs> and Yeah, so. <laughs> What episode have we been discussing? Season season eight, episode season, seven? Season six, episode 2B. Season six, episode nine. There are four episodes left in this season. The name of this episode is called Things Left to Do. And if you may have gathered that the thing left to do was to kill Virginia. Kill her dead. Kill her dead in the face. Yep. Yep. That fella gets all his friends back and Virginia gets her gets her just desserts from the person I think who should have given her her just desserts. Absolutely. So there is some satisfaction in that regard that they didn't blow that. That was fine. It was fine. But there was like there were some moments when Virginia was talking, saying her lines, where I was wanting to punch the writer in the face for phrasing such crap dialogue. Well, okay. I'm sorry. If the writer ever gets to be like 70 and 
wistfully thinking back on his on his old days and then he stumbles across this and goes i've never seen this before about my show and then he listens and i call him a incompetent dickhole i'm sorry man wish you had a better life well and the thing that 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 here's here's the thing that the the walking dead universe shows do that I find so incredibly and completely irritating. Instead of making characters interesting, they give them crazy-ass dialogue. Yep. They give them, you know, they make them say things no one in the world would say with their mouths in a (laughs) modern context. I like to talk with my eyes anyway. <laughs> and, you know, so you get characters like Virginia who who talk like, like she's Theodore Roosevelt. <laughs> That's what it is. She, she thought, she's Theodore Roosevelt. I've said it. I've said it every single episode she's ever been in. She's a horse girl who thinks she's Teddy Roosevelt. I never heard you say that. Have you really? Yeah. Well, I look at her hat, her hat and her jumpers. Why don't I appreciate this woman? Because she's pretending to be Teddy Roosevelt, which isn't a bad thing to do, except if you're running shit and you, I don't know. Okay. All right. Let's carry me a riding crop so that I can have a culture that I've created. Okay. (laughs) Let's go ahead and make one thing clear there. Colby Minifay, who is the actress who plays Virginia, um, is a celebrated stage actor. She's done TV and film. She's been a dancer. She's extremely talented. She was written this way. She showed up. She did the job. This is what they asked her to do. I am not going to blast her as an actress. I don't like Virginia. I don't like Virginia. Colby has, like I said, she's got, she's had a fantastic career. She's been on a ton of great shows. Um, wish her nothing but the best. I'm not sorry to see her leave the show. Sorry, Colby. Uh, but Virginia sucked. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, look, I, I talk shit on that actress a lot, but I get it. I get it. She's, she, made super hard commitments to the moments in her character and she was given a shit character and she made the most of it and she was miscast for that in my opinion she's a better actress than virginia you know i don't know if she was miscast for it if they actually gave virginia any kind of legitimate power as a threat and they didn't yeah, they didn't. And they didn't lean in the way they needed to. Like, if you are going to have a tiny little woman be the leader, the evil leader of this community, I mean, and you want, I mean, I know that they probably were like, well, how are we going to separate her from Alpha? Because we don't want her to be like, you know, a complete sociopath like Alpha was. But they could have, they could have shown it and characterized it in so many different ways that. Virginia is this badass that all of her people are afraid of. And, you know, you know, they could have, they could have had her kill one of her own lieutenants 
for a small infraction in her first first or second scene and been like, that's what you get when you go against me, even if you're one of my dudes. And we would have had a completely different, I think, different opinion of her. The problem, though, is that then she would end up being like... And, and here, here's where you run into a problem with the Walking Dead universe, period. Is that you start to recycle your bad guys. And Virginia is a little bit of Negan. Well, they want her to be a lot of Negan with a fair amount of the governor. Mm. And the two of these characters are not actually that compatible. Because Negan is very sane. And Negan's playing a part. The governor was batshit crazy. And also playing a part. But he was playing sane. These things, you can't combine this into one scary sane person. You end up with a person who doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And it's Virginia. I really feel like one of the three of us could write a book on why Virginia went so wrong. Or the three of us together, perhaps. But, but then we would have to spend a lot of time thinking about Virginia. I know. And I don't I want to. Not. I don't want to. But, okay. You know, look, having, having Virginia be Dakota's mom... And um, look, okay, I get they're both half named after states, but it doesn't have to be. <laughs> I, it's it a first, the first right map I got out of Tim tonight. That's great. <laughs> but they they didn't have to do the she's my daughter thing because I think that's one twist too many. I, no, no, that's the problem. It's a twist without it's a twist without foundation. Yeah. I, it's a perfectly fine twist. It makes, in the context of a big picture, that can easily make sense. The problem is, is that we don't actually get enough of the two of them on screen together to make... It's justifiable to a point that Dakota wants Virginia dead because Virginia's clearly awful. And we're meant to sympathize with Dakota for a long time. We're supposed to feel bad for the kid before we realize the kid is a murderous psychopath. What are they going to do with that, Tommy? Uh, no. I'm, I was kind of disappointed that June didn't shoot her on the way out. Not that I'm encouraging the shooting of children. It's, yeah, that's the thing. I'm like, do I want to see the child die on the show? Do I want to see that? Is that, well, that what I've come? Is that is that what I've become? You aren't you aren't satisfying me enough, Fear the Walking Dead. Please start killing children now. Well, considering that you could argue that June is now uh one half Carol, one half Madison. What'd Madison do that was so bad? Burned everything to the ground wherever she went. Oh well, yeah. She, was <laughs> she all- once beat a dude to death with a hammer. She oh, took a hammer and she beat him to death. It was amazing. He deserved it. He did deserve it. He was bad and he deserved it. And she did it. And I loved it. 
actually the walking the fear of the walking dead has a history of bringing in characters who are psychotically evil i mean like mentally deranged evil not someone who's just bent by the world around them but someone who is literally just so devoid of human <laughs> devoid of humanity evil. that they just people around them die a lot <laughs> well i mean what does that say about the philosophy that the creators of the show have is that those who think deviant like thoughts are more likely to survive when amoral decisions are required but that's kind of been the problem with the walking dead from the beginning it's this idea again this this ignoring the fact that people in crisis pull together mm-hmm. they don't fracture into murderous bands like everybody in the walking dead world the 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 these oasises like morgan has built here or alexandria or hilltop or oceanside these are the rarities right and that's and that's why our stories are about these places right but the outside world is just i mean you've got you know crazy pants governors running around doing weird things with dead girls and because of his daughter you've got negan uh you know building his little fiefdom there you've got alpha you've got all of these worlds that you've got virginia all of these things they are just you know it's like and virginia even says it in this episode we're all the same but she was in bargaining mode at that time manipulator mode you know but the thing is she's right she just happens to be right except that she's not because the pro the the fact that she took over and was going to rule these people with an iron fist or whatever is you know her dumbass problem it's you know it's she could have created a, an equitable society where people weren't afraid to get out of line if she had wanted to. She just didn't have wanted to. Yeah, I mean, you have to believe that if, from what we've seen, oddly enough, the implication is what, she's charismatic enough to bring people together? I guess. Uh, because she certainly isn't physically scary enough. She isn't, we, again, like we've said, there's just you're not afraid of her. And it, it, because of how they had her play the part, you just don't buy the whole charismatic bring them all together thing. Yeah, it's 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 the um, it's not that the dialogue and the story doesn't work; it's the intention behind it. It's it's missing sometimes. Yeah, it's not not that there isn't intention there, but it's it's missing the mark of where that character should be aiming. She's supposed to be cold blooded when she seemed so afraid all of the time right she you know afraid i mean anger is born out of fear so you don't let people see your anger and she was doing that all the time and the thing like you like i know how to run a cult that's i did that back in the 90s just i mean i you know guy has a life i'm past that Hail Zenu. Ah. 
Well, you know, it's one of those, uh, you know, like we we can't keep harping, we can't keep beating into the ground that we don't understand how Virginia got in charge. We just can't. Because at this point, it's a moo point, and there's no... I'm going to Google it. Why was Virginia in charge? Yeah. Let us know if you find anything, Curtis, because, you know, uh, the internet is no longer a thing at the time she gets in charge, so I'm not sure someone would have added that to Wikipedia. Zombopedia. Yeah. WalkingDeadFandom.com. Virginia, commonly referred to as Ginny, is an antagonist and survivor of the outbreak of AMC's Blah Blah. In the present, Virginia and her pioneers, did you know that she had pioneers? Yes, we knew that's what they were called. Okay. Uh, It actually looks interesting enough to look at the thing. Oh, this is just like a Wikipedia. Let me see if I can find her origins or whatever. Okay. Death, Kilbrand, trivia, uh, references, post Well, It just goes kind of season by season. But she shows up in season five in an episode called Leave What You Don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's in, it's in a flashback. Virginia and some of her pioneers encounter a grieving Logan on the side of the road. She introduces herself and asks Logan if the one, I can't go through all of this. But it doesn't explain why she is, she's the boss. Because she goes, we can get from yesterday to tomorrow. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Um, so I... Uh, she just shows up, apparently. She just manifests. Next huh. episode, will it'll be revealed that she's been a, a figment of everyone's imagination. Collective, collective imagination. <laughs> Well, that makes a little bit more sense considering she was very, very crap at building the future. Bob yeah. Newhart's going to be in the opening scene, waking up in a yeah. in a hospital bed in the apocalypse. <laughs> You'll never believe the dream I just had. Harold, come in here. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I want to talk about man-made lakes. Yeah. Okay. So when when you want to make a lake, you have a river that run run through the lake where the lake's going to be, and yeah. it's usually in a valley, yeah. uh, a nice big scooped out area. And there's you know industrial engineers who know all about how to pick the place. Occasionally, there is a a town in the place where you want to do a lake. And this has happened in our show. That's why there's all these buildings in in this place where this dam is. Uh, In fact, I live about 30 miles from Canyon Lake. Do you remember when we went to my sister's house? Yeah. Uh, That is right on Canyon Lake. And Canyon Lake is a man-made lake uh, that has a big dam uh, that is holding the water in. Uh, So... In the story of the Fear the Walking Dead, uh, somehow a hole got bursted through the dam, and so the water all rushed out. Yes. And that's where, that's the, un- unearthed the town that was underneath the lake, uh, and, and they decided to move into there. Uh, there is no more river that runs through 
the middle of the town. And oh, also, by the way, they're just in a fucking valley. Their only thing that is protecting them, air quotes, is the dam. All the rest around them, just a fucking hillscape. <laughs> What's to stop walkers from just trotting on down the hill to for dinner? Ain't nothing. And now that everybody knows that's where they are, what's to stop people from just walking up the, the side of the hill and then walking down past the dam? Ain't nothing. Why am I the only person who sees this? You're not. It's just one of those things where you just go, oh, I guess it's not going to be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> I think there might actually be a blind spot developing when it comes to geography and the walking dead. Because it never made sense before. Why would it start making sense now? <laughs> I loved when, when they were walking up. Virginia and Morgan were walking up. And he's like, I'm taking you to the place. And I'm like, why are you taking her to the place? And then all of a sudden, they turn, like they walk three steps, not even turning any corners or anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, here we are. And she's like, oh, okay. You've been busy. Right there. Okay. I guess I should have looked in that direction in front of us. Yeah. And curiously, from her point of view, because they show it, and from their point of view, you can see the dam. He didn't build the dam. Mm -hmm. You can't see the settlement from their point of view. You can see, like, a building. So it's oh, like, yeah. you've been busy. How can you tell? There's a little fence there. Did she think the fence was really hard to build? Also... I was hoping also, it, there'd be, it'd be painted on there like a beautiful seascape on the on the dam. She goes, you've been busy. And then you see this giant, artistic, lovely mural. Yeah. Also, you know a, a thing about dams and man-made lakes? They tend to be on maps. <laughs> and so, like, there's no way that that man-made lake was close enough to Virginia's people that they were going to walk there and she would not at some point in the last five years of the apocalypse didn't go there's a source of water right over there why don't we go and check it out Dustin are you really attempting to make sense of distance on The Walking Dead? After all of this time, have you learned nothing, sir? Did season two not teach us that maps don't work? <laughs> I just, I just, I just want to feel whole again, Tim. Oh, Dustin, there's no going back. This, soul, this show has reached inside and scooped out that crucial bit of our souls <laughs> that allows us to escape this. Yeah, I don't like being mean to the television. <laughs> the television has always been my friend. And, you know, I feel the same way. I, I feel like, Carol, I don't want to hate a thing. But if I have to, I will. See, I, I, didn't, I didn't even hate this. This is, you know, it... it clears the board it gets rid of virginia yeah it 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 ties up a story arc that i did not like so thank you thank you 
And, well, and it pulls together the cast again. Although I will be honest, I really was surprised that Daniel didn't pop out of that back seat and murder kill the guy in the front. Because, yeah. I mean, Daniel is indestructible. And a little head wound, I mean, w- w- did it go through his skull? No? Okay, <laughs> he's going to murder you now. And he didn't. Right. I was right. Absolutely. There's absolutely no way that Daniel and that dude drove off with Grace. And when Virginia called him up, that dude was still alive. There's no way. It would have, I would have, <laughs> I would have forgived, I would have forgiven many, many sins of this episode if she'd called and Daniel said, What do you want, Virginia? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that would have been so awesome. And we wanted that. We we want to see Daniel be a badass again. They teased us with a, some of that last season. Um, but yeah, it's That was I, all the last season ago. Yeah. I just it's just it's I was really expecting that. I was like, oh no, you put Daniel in the back seat, you're gonna die. <laughs> I know. I love how Grace put one hand on top of her belly and one hand underneath her belly. So she's like, I'm pregnant. This is where the baby is. <laughs> I got a baby in here. Although I did actually like the awkward, small talky kind of thing these she and Morgan did at the end. Because their relationship is that sums up their relationship pretty well. They don't really know how to talk to each other. They've got this emotional connection, but they don't have. Well, because they had just, they were just starting to realize that they had feelings for each other when all the crazy pants went down. Mm -hmm. So I like the fact it wasn't like this clean, you know, music swells come into my arms. It was, it was a hug that looked like, people hugging each other as opposed to a romantic clinch. Yeah. I like that. And in fairness to, to Virginia and Dakota, despite the fact that it was too much in isolation, their confrontation with each other was decently raw. I feel uh, there was some awkward crap in there too. But in that scene, when the mo- when it when the right moments hit, it hit pretty well. Yeah, not enough. But I think that the the end of the episode where June killed her was was made up for a lot for me. It, it cleared out a multitude of sins. Unfortunately, there was more than a multitude of sins to be cleared up from this episode and from the last episode. Now I am. Uh... I think I'm done enjoying those soliloquies about why are we killing each other? There's too much blood on the ground. It's a swamp. Blood. I'd rather just, I think at this point, it's like, all right, everyone dies now. Right. And what's going to, I mean, seriously, like next week, they're going to be like, so, you know, we've, we've come from, you know, Lawton to, to see how things are going here. How's, how's Virginia's captivity going? Oh, she was 
they they shot we shot her right in the head. Like the minute <laughs> the minute you guys left, or you know June's gonna show up at Lawton. June's going to Strand. Yeah, I have no doubts that she's going to Strand. I think she's. And, gonna, I think she's gonna try to take him too. Yeah. And there's no, going to be like she's not going to try and take him. She's going to him and being like, "I killed her. Well, let's set up a hospital or something." She's not going to go after Strand. Like, I just don't see why him. she wouldn't. He's such a fucking prick. But he's their prick. Like he's we've talked. You know, he's one of quote unquote their people. He he's a little bit uh, flexible as to whose people he is from moment to moment. Right whatever's convenient you're not gonna you're not gonna get any personal lawyer out of him not unless you have a function that's his character and that doesn't waver i like that that's good stuff and he's always kind of looking for for the next the next thing you know you know he's playing he's playing he's playing chess yeah. He's looking for it. He wants to know what's coming up next. And he's going to be ready because like he said tonight, you told me to build an army and I built an army. You just didn't tell me who to make them loyal to. I every time I hear him speak, the actor, I want to buy something, but he's not telling me what to buy. <laughs> and it's driving me crazy. That's how he gets you. He yeah. you listen to his voice long enough and you'll be like I'm a consumer. Oh, I- I'd like you to give me your wallet. Okay. I'd like me to give you your child. Okay. (laughs) I'll trade you these rocks for some porno. (laughs) But that's always your Curtis. You're right. That's what, but we we love that about him since the very beginning. I know. I have his first scene in this show. And he's sitting there sitting in that detention center. Him and him and Nick are sitting in that detention center and strand starts talking. And I think, both me and Tim were like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, 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 and that's something else that this episode clears out because Strand, I really feel like th- this whole Virginia arc has been wasted. Mm-hmm. It, I think S- Strand in charge of a group of people seems like an interesting mess to me because strand is a con man that's who he is that's what he is and con men tend to work i just looked at at the image and your cat is in this position that made her look like a giant dog (laughs) like this tiny cat right here, this yes, kind but, of thing, but forced perspective with the floor behind it. Oh. It was like, did Tim get a real big dog? And then the tail flipped up, and I was like, no, it's just yeah. okay. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. It, don't actually run groups well. It's a different set of skills. I mean, you know, they're. The, the thing about the Ocean's Eleven movies was that they were rare. The idea of this like group of, of con men all working together for... Uh, they tend to be more solitary beasts. I think 
he's going to be great at it. And I think it's going to be awesome. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to drive him nuts after a while, which is fine. That could be a lot of fun. Strand in conflict is always the best strand. We're going to call this place new strand and we're all going to drive Toyota Celicas (laughs) and drink Coca-Cola. While wearing Old Spice. I just want him to... He should be that guy, the product placement man. Make them Walking Dead's movies some money. He's too busy being on stage when he's not doing Fear of the Walking Dead. He's an amazing actor. Oh, God, he he is. is. You can tell he is. You can tell he's not even giving you the A game in this show, too. He's like, I'm just happy to be here. Well, and that really is what I feel like the, the problem with the whole Virginia arc is that because they broke it up into sort of an anthology format, which I think has not been a bad thing for the show. Mm-hmm. Um, he's sort of been sidelined after a while. It's like, go off and, and lead my Rangers because I have no tactical skills whatsoever. And he goes... I cannot read a person for anything. He's already told me he's a <laughs> duplicitous bastard. And, and I said, that's great. Here, have my army. Because Virginia is bad at this. Well, no, because she tested him and he passed like crazy. Remember when they had that room? Uh-huh. And the, the fact that she believed it shows that she's not a good leader. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look. Well, everybody thinks they've got their finger wrapped around somebody. Or wait a minute, everybody thinks they're fingering something. No, everyone's finger. Oh, is tied to. I'll be wrapped around. I don't think I'm going to attempt that analogy. Uh, speaking of fingering, Coleman Domingo is in a super hot gay movie where he has an amazing sex scene, and it is very good. Wait, which actor? Coleman Wait. Domingo, the guy who plays Strand. Oh, nice. I bet he's built like a very, very sturdy kind of Art Deco 1930s kind of half mansion. <laughs> uh there have been there have been enough scenes uh where strand has been shirtless i think or in tank tops to, to satisfy the, the folks who appreciate uh, his look it's a good look he's I, I i'm looking forward to seeing more done with the character coming up because like i said i just feel like this this season has left a lot of characters sort of just out there mm-hmm. and yeah uh yeah not only stan uh, strand but but uh alicia and al and you know a lot of the characters that we've come to really love um now this is not to say that uh they really have come up with any idea what to do with some of these characters because i'm Pretty sure. Oh my god! I don't even. I don't. Rosita. Even, I don't even think that she's in the in the Wikipedia entry. 
Rosita's not? Hang on. June, John, Hill, Virginia, Dakota, Sarah, Daniel, Grace. There she is. <laughs> Make us panic like that. Well, I mean, it's, it's the fact that Luciana had dialogue in this episode was kind of like, oh, yeah, there you go. Rosita was the one, the first, the first Latina that they had standing in a corner and, and not saying any words. I'm sorry. Yeah. Luciana joined the show as Nick's girlfriend. Wasn't that right? Yeah. Yeah. In like season three. Something like that. And they did not know what to do with her last season. Daniel was barely in it. Um, it's it's been disappointing because some of these characters, and I appreciate the fact that you know we've had more to we've had you know John and June, um, having them be move into lead characters, I think has has helped the show, but it also has made it even harder because I mean, long before we got to this point, Luciana was just like, and she's there. Look. She's in the scene for a second. So she was probably it was probably like, look, according to union rules, you have to give her some dialogue very soon. <laughs> well, I mean, I actually kind of want June to not go to Strand. I want her to start wandering the wilderness so that she can hook up with with a certain very not dead character. <laughs> who should be coming back to the show sometime soon, I think, based on where we're going. Um, talking although, about Kim Dickens? Huh? I'm talking about Kim Dickens? Well, of course. Yes, of course we are. We always... The only thing we want out of this show is for Kim Dickens to come back and rescue us from... Well, the, we'll see what, in, what story arc they inflict on her. Oh, okay, but wait. See, the thing we, we have to remember is that Morgan is not the first character to come in and go, we can build a better world. Madison did that too at the baseball field. Right. She made an attempt. She made an attempt. And that felt kind of jarring because we had a time jump there. Mm -hmm. And we went from Madison, I will kill all of you. Maybe not intentionally, but I'm gonna. Uh, to and now we will build a brighter place. And it's like okay, but wait, what happened? Um, Go on, build. So I don't know. I think I, I I don't have a problem with Morgan trying to build a better place. Right. I don't have a problem with that until it rains. Until it rains. <laughs> well, they got there's a hole. There's a hole there in the dam, Dustin. So it's just going to make a river. And a river will run through it, and it's all that's a different movie. Now all them people, all the bad well, all the people know where they are now, so don't bother to hide anymore. And you know, they still those people in the baby doll masks, they stole Al's truck again. They kept it and kept stealing it and it's stolen for another time. I was kind of wanting her to say, there they go. There's my truck. Taking it, my ATV, you know. Well, I feel bad for Dwight. He gets Sherry back, and then he loses her. And 
I don't well, feel good about that. <laughs> but at least he knows where she is. They know where each other is now. That's true. It's not like they don't, you know, it's not like she can't, you know, pop by every once in a while and be like, she even said to the to that effect, like, I'm not ready to, to be part of your community yet. She's still fucking that big muscly dude. <laughs> I just need to ride him around Texas about three more times. <laughs> then I'll come back. And we can yeah. be family. Do you have any interest in pogo arts? <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out the new dynamic here because you've got Strand with his army. What are they going to do? They don't even know. That was another thing that was such a, you got to build an army for what? For what's coming. Okay. What is that exactly? Yeah, nobody unless, has told anyone anything about that. Unless it's the Commonwealth, unless we are, you know, moving towards Commonwealth as the big bad for both, for basically all three shows. If that's the case, if Virginia knows that the Commonwealth is out there. So here's how you do tactics, folks. <laughs> um, and I'm oh, not God. even a military person. I've got an art degree. All right. <laughs> but here's what happens. If there's a threat coming and you have people who you are working with to defend yourself and them from the threat, you give them something called information. And Spell you, that word for me. I-N-F-O. <laughs> Got to get some intel on that. And you don't keep it to yourself. You know why? Because when someone comes over the hill, all seeming all nice and innocent, you go, hi there, I'm from the Commonwealth. And you sit there and go, ooh, come with me. Let, us, let me take you to your leader. And you don't know that you should be killing this person right now. This is bad. I mean, if that's if that's the point, if you know, if if Virginia never told people what the threat is, oh wait, apparently that reveals she's a crappy leader. Oh, we knew that already. I don't see. You know, they okay. There's always that point where they're traveling, you know, and then they show up somewhere. Why isn't the first thing out of their mouth? What's the freaky deaky shit that you guys are into here? What's your menu? What is it? What is your cult about? Tell me what your cult is about so we can just move on past that. Who's your leader and tell me why you're afraid of them. If Madison was still leading the group, she would have had a questionnaire she could hand to them and say, are you A, cannibals, B, religious fanatics, C, And then she sits there and goes, oh, turn to the group. There is C. All right. <laughs> oh, you guys are a Pull out the right weapons. And <laughs> She's got a background in education. I'm going to check F, anarchalistic commune. <laughs> Each take turns being sort of executive officer of the week. <laughs> and the thing is, is that Madison would try to work with them. It would have been going well for a while. And then one morning she'd wake everybody else up and say, we have to go. And they'd <laughs> say, why is everything on fire? And she'd say, don't ask questions. Let's just go. <laughs> it's just time to go. 
somehow I wormed my way into leadership in this place and then everybody died. It's just, it's how it happened. Why is everything on fire, Mom? I don't know. <laughs> I can't explain it. Somebody go get my hammer. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, of that, I've kept hammers in every room now. Oh my gosh, that scene where she bludgeons that dude to death with that hammer is just like one of the best scenes I've ever seen on this show. I'm going to have to YouTube that later because, because it feels like revisiting. It was because it was, it was so unexpected, but also so completely within her character to do this. And because long it, overdue. It was somebody, like, it was that guy who was, like, you know, had manipulated his way into her, in, into her inner circle. And, like, you know, he was completely nuts. Oh, it was so good. It was so good. That was another place she burned to the ground. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I miss pyromaniac Madison. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, I wonder what's going to happen next week. Any predictions? We, you know, we no longer have Virginia. We do, however, have a horrible but little. Do we have Santa Claus? We <laughs> have a horrible evil child to do something with. Oh, and now she's going to be real mad. Yes, she wanted Virginia dead, but that was before she knew she was her mommy. Have they had Timothy Oliphant on the show yet? No. They Within have the not. next couple episodes. They have lost a Deadwood actor. So they need to bring another one in. And I believe it'll be either uh, Timothy Oliphant, who played Seth Bullock, or uh, um, the guy who played Dan, um, the bartender in the gym saloon. I think it's going to be one of those two guys. And uh, if it's not one of them, it's going to be the lady who played Dana Scully, Jillian Anderson. She's going to be on. Yeah. The See, as Dustin and I both loved Timothy Oliphant in Santa, Cl Santa Clarita Diet. Yeah. Where he oh was gosh. so damn funny. Although, if we can get Ian McShane to do Fear the Walking Dead. That's, oh, that's where we find out that Madison has been walking the earth and she's come across this little compound run by Ian McShane. And I want the Kim Dickens, Ian McShane, Fear the Walking Dead face-off. Um, because I think the swearing would be glorious and the violence would be epic. Yeah. You know, it's so funny because I occasionally will read things like go and look and we are not the only people who are like, there is no way Madison is dead. Yes, she's been gone for four seasons, but there's absolutely no way that she is dead. <laughs> We are not the only people that have this theory. Is there a hashtag about it? Because I'm going to just... Madison lives. <laughs> Mad hashtag Madison lives, yeah. It's going to be that. I. Nobody not dead. I mean, that's isn't that the rule? We didn't recover the body. Clearly, they're not dead. 
And quite frankly, um, the world that they're building now, if they, if, if we're getting this kind of fracture where strand is over here doing his own thing and he thinks he's going to prove that what he's building is where Alicia wants to be. Throwing Madison into this mix would just be about perfect. I agree. So we'll yeah. see. We'll see. We we thought she was going to sneak back and we weren't looking before. They keep teasing us. Maybe she'll come back somehow changed, like she had a brain infection and is kind of dumb now. <laughs> She'll come back leading her own religious cult. Yeah. Oh, God. And it'll be based on fire. <laughs> these, are, these are my madisites. <laughs> come, join us. Come, Don't be afraid. <laughs> we bring fire. We bring the cleansing fire. <laughs> the cleansing fire. <laughs> oh, oh I don't know. You know, we didn't do a recap of this episode. I don't think we needed to. Virginia no, gets no, it, folks. No, an episode like this, no. Virginia gets it. That's all that matters. June hath her revenge. There you go. I like to assume that our audience has watched it anyway. They don't need for us to explain it again. But that's our milieu, so we're going to keep doing that. So, well, Not only that, if they, if they haven't seen the episode and they won't listen to us because they enjoy hearing us talk about why we hated an episode that's uh, my dream i want them to come and hear us talk about it rather than actually watch it i want that i, to had, I had friends who would read dustin and I, my reviews because they had no interest in watching the show but they enjoyed laughing at the way dustin described it and laughing at the fact that i tried to make sense of parts of it that clearly i was not going to win yeah <laughs> But I tried. I and tried, I, damn it. I tried, Dustin. I tried so hard. And now that they stagger the seasons, there's no break from it. Oh, God, I know. Yeah, because you know as soon as this is over, we're going to go back into to the world beyond. Yeah, the whiny assholes beyond. Yes. Hey, at least we have an interesting villain on that show. The best I, reason to watch the show is, is the bad guy. I forgot. I don't even remember. I don't know what was happening. Pinky Tuscadero. Oh yeah, Pinky Tuscadero. Uh, I'm 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 trying to kidnap you over here. <laughs> hey. hey. <laughs> and on that note, I think we're. It's done. all moral relativism. Hey, we're all the same. We kill people, yeah? What? I, that's that's what we need. We need Walking Dead the Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want so many things. I want so many, like, I, Tim, I'm so, I'm so tired of, of wandering around in the woods. Mm. I would love for there to be a Walking Dead show set in a city. Yes. I would, or, you know, or something like that. Oh my gosh. 
And then they just stay set in the city. Like it's been the a zombie apocalypse for 10 years. And, you know, we've reclaimed parts of the city, but we haven't reclaimed all parts of the city. And, you know, every once in a while well, there's a wall breach and every once in a while some crazy people wander in from the country and, Never no. happened. It's, it's too much money to invest in it. They're able to have three shows because it costs a buck twenty-five to walk out into the woods and go. Okay, now everybody, deal with your personal traumas. <laughs> I'm pretty right. sure the Coca-Cola budget is bigger than a buck twenty-five, and you know you can't have a film shoot without somebody bringing Coke and Diet Coke. That's it's true. true. Have you guys tried this delicious Diet Coke? <laughs> I enjoy it. I love that guy. <laughs> I need to tweet at Coleman Domingo and see if we can get him on the show. I would I love would... to get him on the show. Okay, but that if we do, wonderful. if we do, we have to pretend this is my normal talking voice. And this is every week is how I do it. He's going to thank you, you're, you're Phil Hartman. I think I'm Phil Hartman. I think I should talk to someone. They, all right. Have, they've got a pill for that. <laughs> all right. Um, all right, folks. If you enjoyed this episode, let us know. Tell us why. If you didn't enjoy this, if you're going to miss Virginia, well, I'm sorry. It's too bad. But if you're going to miss Virginia, tell us why. Let us know if you thought she was a character that you were enjoying as a villain. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can send us a message. You can leave us a rating and a comment on whatever your platform of choice to get your podcasts is. Ratings and comments do actually help people find the show. I know every single podcast on the planet always says this, but it in fact is true. So we would appreciate that. And we will do this again in another week with more Fear the Walking Dead. Thank you, Curtis. And you know, you guys, don't be all like, but now there's no gingers on this show because nobody gives a shit. Oh, that's what I want. Walking Dead Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's all gingers over here, you cunt. <laughs> Thank you, Tim. Well, you know that's why these shows are set all set in America because while America is so crazy gun gun happy, there is we are the ones who would lose it completely in some sort of you know mass apocalypse situation. <laughs> if this show was set in England, have you ever seen um, a Dead Boat or whatever? It's a comedy set. It's a zombie apocalypse comedy from England about these two sisters who are riding on a one of those skiff boats trying yeah, to those out canal boats yeah the canal boats uh trying to escape from the zombie apocalypse and it is hilarious uh, you know that you have all those great castles that are actually built to defend against someone coming up the stairs <laughs> Me and some bros are going down to Drum Talk Day. You want in? <laughs> Nigel, Nigel, pass the bludgeon. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. I want that so bad now. Dear AMC, give me Walking Dead Edinburgh. <laughs> walking, Dead, walking, walking Dead Cardiff. Walking Dead Brighton. 
Give me Walking Dead. Walking Dead in Manchester. This would be amazing. And don't come here wanting fish and chips. It sucked then, and it sucks worse now. Oh, Walking Dead Dublin. Oh. This could be I, so much fun. Oh, I've like got it. to do way more funny voices this week. I'm happy. Anyway, thank you, Tim. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you, Dustin. Thank you, Tim. And again, folks, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you on our next episode of Zompocalypse Now. Zompocalypse Now is produced and recorded by Timothy Harvey, Dustin Adair, and Curtis Smith for Just Some Guy Productions. All rights reserved.